Hey there, thanks for listening. I've only got a few minutes here as I drive uh, to my next stop, but thought I'd just record some thoughts as I am driving down the highway after uh, my early morning adventure at traffic court. Um, I got a speeding ticket about a month ago, and I haven't had one for so long. I just really didn't want it on my record, so I decided to drive an hour and a half (laughs) to the county where I got the citation to go to court and try to get out of it um, and take traffic school, which should be fun. Never done that before. Um because it was granted so anyway it's just interesting and I kind of figured on the other side of that I would kind of have some thoughts on the matter um sitting in a court in a courtroom is it's just interesting it's kind of like when you go to a funeral um you know you just think along the lines like obviously when when anyone goes to a funeral the topic in the middle the very dead center of your mind is what? Death. Your, um, the brevity of life. I mean, you just, you really start thinking along those lines of life and death. Obviously, you know, that's, that's kind of the thing. So on the other side of sitting in a courtroom for an hour, I'm obviously thinking about you know, just judgment. Um, the, the approaching boldly the throne of God, um, who is seated as judge over all mankind, and just the weight of that. Because it's interesting to me now. Okay, so my circumstance specifically was I had a speeding violation of sixty-five and a fifty-five. So, in light of all of the cases that were being tried, that were being brought before the judge this morning in that courthouse, mine was pretty minimal. Um, Other than some people who didn't have their driver's license on them or didn't have proof of insurance, you know, we're all kind of hovering around that place of very minimal... um, reason for being there. Violations are, you know, in the realm of violations, that's that's pretty low. So obviously I'm not in there with great fear and trembling. But it's interesting to me what that environment induces in a man. Of course, there were many people there, um, probably 40 people or so at any given point coming and going in the courtroom seated at one time. And it was interesting to me, just, I was intrigued to watch the people. And most people, when you would approach, you know, you go through the little swinging double doors there, uh, the little, I don't know what those things are called, they're waist high. And you cross from the, from the seating area into where the judge is sitting. And you go up to the podium, of course, and the state troopers on the opposite side. And I would watch most people and course there were several there were several young people um it's just kind of comical because you can tell people are trying to dress up and that sort of thing and normally don't wear those types of clothes 
I, I, I enjoy those types of things. I don't know why. <laughs> There's something wrong with me, perhaps. But I would watch it as people would grab their papers. <clears throat> excuse me. They would grab their papers with shaky hands and, you know, hand it to the judge or to the trooper, whichever the case may be, or as they just held the papers as they stood behind their podium. And it's just kind of an, it's just interesting because you're, you're watching people who probably in, in normal circumstances of life are like, you know, pretty confident people. Um, <laughs> but in that environment, you know, there's, there's some, uh, there's some weight to that, right? I wrestled with it myself. I wasn't shaking or anything. I knew that what I was there for was, was very minimal and would probably just kind of breeze right through my part of it. But just the same, there still is a reverence to that scenario. Okay, you, you, you go and you're, sit, you're, you're sitting down and, you know, the, the deputy lady, um, who was quite interesting, um, <laughs> gave the guidelines with a stern face, you know, before we even walk, walked in. If I catch you looking at your cell phone and playing with your cell phone, I'm going to take it and you're going to be fined. And on the wall, it says you will possibly serve jail time. If you're caught using your cell phone in the courtroom, which is like, wow, they're serious. Of course, I'm sure you have to be. Um, and so, like, right from the beginning, you know your place, right? You just sit down, you be quiet, and here comes the honorable judge, whoever. All rise for the honorable man. And just because of the order within the simple government of man... You know you're subject to that government in that room. And there's just something very intriguing about that feeling that that induces in me. And obviously in everyone else there. It's just very interesting. And so you sit there, you know your name will be called, you're waiting for it to come, you're sure not anticipating it other than just getting it done, of course. But you know your, your name's on the list. I saw my name on the screen, <laughs> the flat screen in the, in the waiting area, just like, you know, when you're waiting for your flight <laughs> at the airport, except it's your name and your time and uh, the officer who has your case. So there's just something very intriguing about that feeling that that brings about being in that circumstance and of course I just really got to thinking as I waited for my turn um, which I almost missed him call my name because my trooper wasn't the one standing up there so I didn't think my turn was coming for a while um, and I started to write some things in my journal and thankfully I was still attentive, attentive enough to hear my name that would have been awful but I was kind of startled and, oh, oh, oh man, it's my turn, which was probably good because I just kind of felt casually confident to just, oh, okay, walk up there and, you know, guilty, I'd like to request, you know, blah, blah, blah. Um, you know, yes, sir, of course. <laughs> uh, I, I couldn't call him, what is it, your honor. <laughs> I, couldn't, I couldn't get myself to do that. But, yeah, I, I, I don't have a problem being reverent um, in that setting 
um, whatever the case. Of course, it's just it just triggered in me like the judgment seat of God. Um, uh, there's an old Petra song called the Bema Seat, and you know when I was younger, back in the early '80s, when I'd listen to that song. Um, I never knew what it was, but of course now, you know, as a 45-year-old man, I know that, you know, it's the mercy seat. It's the, it's the hilasterian. It's the, it's the, well, I don't have time to go into all of that stuff, but like, it's where Jesus Christ, the mediator, hovers over, you know, the, the judgment seat, the, the, the righteous and holy, reverent dwelling of God that only through the mediator Jesus can man ever get to and not be incinerated. <laughs> the, the, the mercy seat of God. That Jesus was the Lamb who was slain on our behalf, taking on all of my violations, taking on every bit of my guilt and shame and sin. And it's just really astounding that like, you know, we're, we're told in Scripture about boldly approaching the throne of God and like, you know, that's a hard thing to really balance and even harder to explain about how do we maintain the holy, righteous, reverent throne of God where we have a take off your shoes this is holy ground approach that's in place in our life yet really rightly come under the slain lamb reality of Jesus the Christ giving us access to that place without a guilty fear or without a um, just wrong approach to... I mean, no one's strutting into God's holy throne, even in the, even covered by the blood of Jesus, the slain lamb, capital L. No one's strutting in there with a Jesus t-shirt on. It will still be a righteous, holy, reverent, more so than anything we could ever see imitated here on the earth, experience. For absolute sure, it will be that. But there will be a rightful clarity of conscience in a spiritual sense and in a true identity that I have been exonerated. I have been set free I am no longer under that penalty because of the awesome work of Jesus, the slain lamb, that that awesome work on my behalf is what I am, what I have and what I continue to enter into and live under. And that's just an awesome reality of like knowing that all of my guilt all of my fines, if you will, all that is due me has been paid. It's been settled. 
I am in I am in Christ that and that's really is that not the value and the purpose within being the Christ man being saved moving from glory to glory from faith to faith in the experiential ongoing salvation that is promised to those who endure to the end who shall be saved that that's what we're doing we are not just exonerated and justified and free to go go on you're free go back into the city and live how you will you're free don't worry about it it's been paid but no we have been exonerated and justified and purchased so that now we move into our new reality and identity of being Christ men. Being men in Jesus the Christ. He is our identity. He is our propitiation. He is the one who was the mediator between God and man. And so I'm just thankful for that this morning. I want to maintain that reverent and holy fear of God in approaching His throne, even yet boldly, in the name of Jesus, under the banner of Christ, yet still confident, yet quietly humble, on the holy ground of God, like that inner reality of that truth. Within me is holy ground. I am the temple now of the Spirit of God. The holy place is my being. And so today, friend, be challenged, be encouraged. That that is what, that is what those of us who call ourselves according to the name of Christ have entered into. That exonerated unto life reality. Freedom has set us free. We are free. Free to become the Christ men that we were purchased unto. So may that be your purpose today. May that be my purpose of my regeneration, of my exoneration, of my justification was not so that I'm just free to go Go live your life. You're free. Jesus paid it all. But God, I owe you my everything. I owe you my every breath because you freed a guilty man. You took on my guilt and sin and shame. I desire to honor you because of that for the rest of my days. Amen.